Trinity, thanks so much for joining us on the Sales and Sports Podcast. So excited to have you on the Entech um, Sales and Sports Podcast, being one of our alumni from last year. You're on the July cohort yeah. in 2022. So um, kicking off, as we normally do with most of our guests, we'd love to know a little bit about yourself and how you transitioned from traditional education university to where you are now um within the tech um space as well well yeah thank you so much number one for having me on it's an honor um it's actually around a year since i was in the june july cohort so it's crazy that we're doing this at this time so i actually started off at uni i was studying in essex um biomedical science so basically what happened was I did a year in industry, which is where you kind of like go out and you're a biomedical scientist, like a trainee, you work for a year, like voluntarily, and then you come back into a final year of uni. So after going out and doing my year in industry, I was feeling pretty deflated about the role. I just wasn't really enjoying the lab kind of environment. I think also with it being COVID, that didn't help, but it was just quite lonely and it wasn't something that I could envision myself doing forever. So after that, I'd obviously come back to you know, my final year and I was just feeling quite deflated and thinking like, how do I turn kind of what I've studied into a role that I'm actually excited about and that I want to do? And as if literally by luck, Johnny, who was from the Entech Academy, he came and was doing a talk at my uni and was really talking about the kind of transferable skills and how anyone can transition to tech into these SDR roles. And it really just captivated me. And I thought, let me just try, let me just apply. Who knows what's gonna happen? And I did, then luckily for me, I was accepted on, loved it, learned so much. And I guess here we are a year later in my role. Unreal, unreal. And I guess it, it is a testament to how, you know, flexible the SDR role is, right? So you don't have to have a certain university degree to come in. I think a lot of people traditionally think of tech that you have to be um, a coder or, you know, some sort of tech wizard or, you know, have some sort of background in code to get into tech but there's this you know whole side of the commercial aspect of tech sales um, account management which is so vital to each organization but it shows that you know you can come out of university with a degree in biomedical science and then transition in so that's really powerful just taking it just taking a step back um, did you know at all like during your university studies that you were going to get into tech or was it just by chance and had you had discussions with yourself or your family and getting into the I guess medical industry what was your what was your I guess thinking about you know work from from you yeah. no definitely so I was like you said the kind of people before I was thinking I feel like tech was kind of a buzzword at the time so we're all hearing about all these great advancements in tech and these big tech companies but again, I just thought, oh, like you must have done computer science or you did to code. And I just didn't think I had the kind of brain for that. Like that just obviously wasn't what I'd done. I didn't want to go away and learn a whole new career. I've just done four years at uni. I was like, oh, I just, I don't know how to get yeah. into this. So which is why I'm so glad that Johnny came and kind of explained that like, there's so many different sides of the tech role. Like it's not just the kind of engineer, they need the whole like sales aspect. They need the whole HR, they need everything around them to be able to do what they do. And I think that was really promising for me and to kind of find like there's so many different spaces where everybody can fit in. Like you've said, I came from medical background. I do nothing to do with medicine now and I'm still really um, thrilled at my role and um, doing really well in it. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess worked out quite well how you segued from Entertech into a medtech um, business. 
So tell us about that. And obviously it helped having some, some medical background, but how was your first STR role? Um, how did you find the first couple of weeks, couple of months? And yeah, we'd love to just a bit of a recap on that and any advice you give to other STRs or people breaking in or starting their careers. Yeah, so I was super grateful for the Entertech Academy because they like obviously pay you up with kind of job interviews afterwards. Um, so when I saw that cardiomatics had come up, I was so excited. The guys were so excited for me and they like prepared you really well. So I felt confident going into the role. So I knew that like when I had my interview, they really liked me, which was obviously just amazing. Like I made a great impression with all the knowledge that I'd learned from the Academy. So that was just brilliant. But I think they had a few reservations as it was my first role and really they were looking for somebody that was a bit more cemented in. But thanks to the guys, I was able to prove myself and land the role. And then within my first month, I think I was hitting my sales figures, just doing great, really. It was a bit different from what I'd expected. I think when you kind of think of sales, you think of like, oh, just minding the phones, like dial out, just calling all the time. But it was um, quite surprising that you have kind of a lot of freeness, a lot of control in what you do with your own time. Mm. So for example, I would like do my calls in the mornings and I'm doing my own like marketing outreach, I'm doing my own emailing campaigns. It was really good in that aspect. So a little bit about cardiomatics, they were a med tech company. They were really small, but they were based in Poland. So I was fully remote, which was amazing. And um, they were only an hour ahead of time. So it was very much like linear on what we were doing together. Love we it. had like all the different groups that are based everywhere. And we would kind of like coordinate with like the marketing, the um, engineers and that kind of thing. So our main goal at that company was basically to raise awareness for the brand in the UK and to kind of get some leading like surgeons um, and doctors on board with it. So that was mainly what I did, like attending shows, which got people via email, like going into local like hospitals and that kind of thing. And I really enjoyed it actually. It was something that um, I think really kickstarted my career in tech. So good, so good. And was there the opportunity to travel? Did you get out to, to Poland for the onboarding or during your first six months? Yeah, no, I actually did. They flew me out to Poland, which is amazing. Like all, everything just included. I even got my own little company card, which I could just like spend here and there. So that was cool. The office was just amazing. Like it was insane. It was beautiful. The um, CEO took us on like a really nice fancy dinner, like in the um, Polish town. So we got to like explore a little bit around the area. We did like some team building exercise. Like we went for drinks, went to bowling. It was really fun. Like I loved it. Unreal like this is this is why we do these podcasts to like share those stories because i remember when i was even at uni i thought it was unheard of that like a year into your career let alone a career in tech you could have all these opportunities to travel and see the world meet new people and it's definitely like the perks right of, of the job um, i think travel is something that was always super important to me i've yeah. always like, loved to travel but when you think of like a job and you think of travel they don't normally go hand in hand so i was thinking like i'm gonna have to kind of put my dreams on hold for a bit while i work but luckily with this company i got the chance to do both so it was amazing for me yeah no i love it and was any was any of it daunting i guess going to live shows did you have like a good support system in place so number one was it was it daunting and then the other one would be um working remote right you said you loved it um obviously it can come with challenges again so much flexibility so what was it like onboarding in a remote remote environment because i know you're very much a people person so did you have yeah. um ways where you could still get that human interaction be it with friends family or going out for lunch or you know connecting with colleagues how did you find the whole remote setup especially as your first job in, in tech sales 
I think it was definitely a big change. It was definitely very different from what I was used to, like going into the lab day in, day out. I think it helped that I was very organized. So I'm a kind of person where I plan my days anyway. So it was very lucky for me that I would just wake up, kind of plan what I'm doing, get like all of the calls out of the day in the morning. And because you're like in complete control of the timetable, you could make it work around you. So if I wanted to, I don't know, go out and have lunch with my family or with my parents, I can, I've got that time. I can just come back and do my emails later. Or I can make sure I've got these things out of the way so I can do whatever I want in the evening and then get back to it later on. So I think it was really good. I think challenging wise would just be being able to organize your time. Like luckily yeah. for me, I'm very organized, but if you're not someone that's organized, I think it might take a bit of time to get used to, definitely. But I think with Podiomatics, they were really supportive. Like my manager would call me every day just to see how I'm doing and just see how I'm getting on. So it was very much being constant communication. And even though we weren't seeing each other physically, we're always on like calls, we're always on video calls. So it felt very much like a great working relationship love it no thanks for the insight and was any was any of it i guess daunting or i guess sales isn't easy right yeah if it was easy everyone there's obviously challenges that come with the day-to-day so what challenges if any did you did you face and like how did you overcome them I think going into the sales role itself was really daunting. I think especially because I didn't come from a kind of tech background. I didn't kind of come from like a specific sales background in B2B. It felt like I'm underqualified for this role. Even though I know like I've done this cohort, I know that I've got the information. You kind of feel like, oh, well, everybody else apply and might have done this at uni. They might have put all of this time and effort into it. So I would definitely say that confidence is one of the main things in sales that's going to get you through. Even if you don't have it, I would just say fake it until you make it because no one's going to know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you kind of have to fake past the kind of doubts that you might feel and just know that like whatever you do and what you bring to the table will show. So like your work really will speak for itself in terms of whether you're hitting those numbers, etc. I think it does get a bit daunting as well when you're meeting new people that you haven't spoken to before. And like you're trying out these kind of new methods which you haven't tried before, the company haven't tried before. But as I said, I think if you kind of trust in yourself and have confidence in your own ability, everything should work out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's one of the perks, right, as well, is the work you put in, you get out. So a lot of it is you're also having a impact on a on a startup if you're in a smaller team that's you know, seeing you're seeing the effect daily on the growth of the business, which is really cool as well um so i think from my standpoint when i was working as an sdi it was definitely seeing the fruits of your labor the work you're putting in having results number one on on the bottom line growth of the business but also um you know in your commissions as well which is <laughs> which is super important um so yeah no it sounds like cardiomatics was was a great success and tell us about um your role at the moment at ignis so when we caught up you had a pretty wild story that you had to step in and, and close like uh, over a six-figure deal, yeah, pretty unheard <laughs> of. Um, you know, what what are you like twelve months into into the industry? So that sounds super exciting and sounds like you're absolutely smashing it. So, what's the change up been to um, your new role at Ignis? And you know, are you in the office full time, hybrid? Is it changed from being fully remote? And yeah, so tell me about that story as well because I want to hear it. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely think that Cardiomatics was very rewarding. Like I loved working there. And as you said, when you're seeing the kind of efforts that you're putting in make a real difference on the business, it's so rewarding. Unfortunately, I was made redundant in that role just because they had to close the UK side of the businesses. They just weren't making enough profit at that time. 
Um, so I remember I was in a complete scramble. I had like Thailand that was booked for like two months prior. I hadn't even saved any money yet. I was like, what am I going to do? But the great thing about SDR roles is they're literally everywhere. Like all of these kind of companies need SDRs, need people with experience. And so finding a new role luckily wasn't a struggle. I was able to find a new role that actually has better perks with the same salary, a better commission plan. And I think two weeks when I lost my job, which was just insane. Yeah. So the transition to Ignis was just, honestly, I, I love Ignis at the moment. Like they are, they're completely amazing. Like we're a very small team. There's only 18 of us. We're like a family. We all really work together. Everything is great. So the um, deal that I just closed was my first actual deal ever at this company. So I was really excited about that. And the way it kind of came about was my manager. So we'd been kind of working together on a lot of deals at the moment. And she was just like starting to let me kind of spread my own wings and like lead my own deals. So this is one of the first deals I led by myself, but they were quite a tricky customer. So they'd asked to like come in, they wanted to meet the MD, they wanted to see all the managing directors, they wanted to see the management side. To which point I thought, okay, I'm kind of not involved here. I'll let my manager deal with this. So on the day where they're supposed to be coming into office, she was unfortunately off sick. And now it's like, gosh, she's the one that was supposed to be leading the meeting. Like she's got all the answers to these questions. One of our engineers wasn't here as well. Like now it's all on me. What am I going to do? Am I prepared for this? So it was in my head, I was really stressed. But of yeah. course, you kind of have to just collect yourself. They were coming in, I think, 11. I was in office at like nine and was like, right, let me just get this under control. And so I led a meeting with all the MDs, kind of brought them up to speed on what was happening, planned out the way the meeting would go. And then it went really well. Like they came in, they were really relaxed. Like they loved the kind of talking points. It was more like a very conversational meeting. They had a great time. And um, we delivered our proposal to them. And the same day they signed for the six-figure deal. So that was just insane. It was Unreal. insane. That's so good. I, lo I love it how as well you sort of jumped into that situation and, and took it on with, with two hands, right? It would have been so easy just to be like, oh, I'm not, not <laughs> into it as well. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> not my job. <laughs> or it could have been easy to say, you know, um, you know, I'm not up to it or do I need someone else to, to step in? But hats off to you for for stepping up and what, what an experience right to have and um yeah i wish i could have been a fly on the water to, to see that and you, you know, yeah again, you it must was be, crazy you must be super proud as well for yourself and i guess the team must be over the moon with um with the work you're doing if, if that closed um yeah. what, what did it feel like then when you when you heard they signed the same day were you thinking they were going to sign there and then or was it like a bit of a surprise um, so luckily for me, my team is so supportive and I think that support is also what made me feel like I was able to do the meeting. Right. They were very much like, if anything that you can't do, like, just let us know, like we can help you, but we really think that you've got this, we think that you're really capable, right. which I think really helped. And after the meeting, they were like, you did so well, we know they're going to sign. I was like, I'm not going to jinx it, like I'm not even going to think about it, I'm just going to chill out with it. They were like, yeah. no, 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 we know they're going to sign. And then when they signed, everybody was just over the moon. We've got like a little wins chat in um, Slack. So we all yeah. like message our wins in there. Everyone like congratulates each other. They were like, oh, we'll take you out for a drink. It was, it was amazing. It felt really surreal. And I think when I first started this company as well, they made very clear that like we had a 2 million turnover um, target to reach for the year. Yeah. And luckily with my deal, we reached that target two months early. Unreal. Well, for the, for the whole year? Yeah, for the whole wow. year. Wow, epic. So the rest is... Um... Yeah, extras, which is which yeah. Um, okay, and then yeah, just going back to your point about transitioning from roles, right? Because you've you've done the SDR role, you've got so much experience now. To those that are listening, once you're in the industry and you've proven 
you can do well in in in, in a company or in in the role you know the world's your oyster in terms of you know going to be be a big prospect at other firms you know they're constantly hiring constantly looking for skilled people that can do the job so once you Definitely. gain these skills and gain that experience you know what you know the world's your oyster and you can move up into you know it sounds like better companies have better perks and also there's the opportunity to right to progress even further so um yeah. with yourself um trinity is there like a plan for you in terms of career progression it sounds like if you're already contributing to to deals to potentially close them on a consistent basis move move up to a kind of executive sales director role what's your i guess aspirations and setups if you don't mind me asking like yeah no no of course so i think um even with the amount of kind of knowledge and experience that i've got in terms of months and years it's not that much like when i was at entertech not entertech sorry when i was at cardiomatics that was only six months i'm only in my second month now of the role and i feel like in such a short time i've already jumped in leaps and bounds so when i was working as an sdr at cardiomatics my main role was to kind of like bring in the clients outreach like um, marketing campaigns emailing campaigns that kind of thing where I would say in this role, it's kind of a step higher and I'm more doing what my previous manager was doing. So typically now I'm more like spearheading the meetings, getting like the contracts signed, doing like the kind of deals and that kind of thing. So already I can just see how I'm going to progress so easily within the company, within the role, it's really exciting. Um, typically in the next six months, I'm hoping that I can secure a lot more deals and then kind of have my own team below me. Nice. I think what's great about this is there's so many different avenues to go into as well. Mm. Like currently I'm really loving the SDR role, but I've also been thinking, oh, but like how would I perhaps find head of sales? How would I find maybe like revenue operations, all of these kinds of things. The fluidity between like so many different roles in this role is what's really exciting. And I yeah. think it also means that you don't have to plan too far ahead. There's always something that's gonna be out there. Like you said, so many companies are hiring these kinds of roles at the moment. Like I get so many messages each day on LinkedIn, like, can you come and join our team? Really, We're offering really. you this, we're offering you that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my plan at the moment is just to continue what I'm doing. I think get more experience behind my belt and rack up a lot more deals and contracts signed. Nice, nice, great. No, it sounds like um, you're doing super well and you're in a great environment, which are you know, helping you, supporting you grow and and giving that learning and development and opportunities, right? That's that's the important thing, that like opportunities to show you can actually step up and, and do what you're good at. Um, Definitely. I think really that's what it's all about. Like as much as we can talk about the different roles, really it's once you're in the role, it's about trying whatever you want to try and like doing the best that you can do. Great. And advice, like what advice would you give someone um, who's looking to break into tech sales apart from uh, joining into tech, but when, <laughs> once you're in the role, like what, what key skills, you know, can they leverage and what advice, if you had two bits of advice for people, what would it be? Um, I think in terms of advice, I would definitely say, number one, join the Entertech Academy. They will just fill you with so much confidence and with so much knowledge that you will feel like you can take on kind of any role. That I think was really definitely a turning point in my career and a huge stepping stone that I didn't know that I needed at the time. I think when you actually get into the role, my advice would really just be have confidence in yourself. I think it's very easy to kind of copy what the predecessor of you was doing or to take on a lot of advice from like your colleagues and kind of do what they would suggest. Mm. I think when you have ideas and even if they're different, just try them because that's why they've hired you. They've hired you to bring a new perspective, a new outlook into the company. So just make sure that you're being very true to yourself and that your work is reflecting you as a person. Yeah, no, I love that, love that. 
I'd also say I think it's really important to kind of stay up to date with the industry knowledge. Like, I think it's very easy for us to get into a role, we get a little bit comfortable, and we mm. forget that like things are constantly changing in the environment around us in the markets. So I'd say definitely staying up to date with that is super important. Like I'm constantly checking like the news and LinkedIn to kind of learn everything that I can absorb as much information as possible so that I'm more well-versed in my role. Because you do get those tricky clients that will try and quiz you, they'll try and catch you out, just because they want to feel that they're being confident in who they're choosing to support their project. Of course, they're like screening you and qualifying that you actually know your stuff. Um, just about that point, less on the industry-specific stuff, but more about you know, sales and outreach have you ever have you tried chat gpt or like as part of your outreach yet or or not i actually haven't yet i haven't yeah. quite a few people in the office are using chat gpt at the moment i think yeah. i'm just slow to using it but i love like writing my own emails and drafting all of that kind of stuff yeah. i feel like that kind of flair and personal touch is why i love the role and i think that's also what kind of clients do look for and what they trust yeah and then last one in terms of the day-to-day -day sdr stuff just for the listeners who might be considering the str role you know what would you say a typical day looks like in you know because a lot of the role is very much research based right make sure mm -hmm. you're identifying the right people again checking news make sure they're the right accounts what what would your typical day look like in terms of um your role so day to day again i would kind of say the sdr role varies at different companies yeah. so when i was working at cardiomatics my day to day would kind of be like get up at 8 a.m. and my computer's on. I would like start researching who I'm gonna call for the day, like who are my key accounts for that day. Yeah. Probably by like 9, 10, I would start calling them. So I just like to get the kind of calls out in the first thing in the morning, I just find it easier. Mm -hmm. And then typically I would then move on to check my emails and I would schedule my meetings for the afternoon. And I would kind of be like researching potential prospects and suspects and going out and like really hounding and finding where these contacts are and their details. Where I'd say more in this role, typically my day to day is very different like I now would kind of log in and then we have like a group call where we tell each other like what we're doing for the day and then I have my own administrator so she will like let me know like what meetings I have for the day what calls I'm supposed to be setting up like who I need to respond back to etc mm. I kind of do my emails and then typically I'm booked in meetings like for the whole day nice nice sounds like you're they're keeping you busy in the new <laughs> Very. yeah yeah uh great well I've loved the conversation obviously it's a sales and sports podcast and you know great thing about having you on is that, that you're a liverpool fan right <laughs> yes definitely great what do you what do you think of the season up and coming of obviously being the sales and sports podcast we'd love to just touch upon the mighty reds um what do you make That's of the new signing as well Soberslai? um i think the new signing will be good i'm hoping it's going to be good i don't think we've had the best season if i'm being honest i was quite disappointed i think the way that we were the previous year and the years before i was so excited yeah. for this season and it's been a bit of a disappointment i think we definitely need some new and fresh energy into the team and i'm hoping he's going to be able to inject that in there yeah definitely definitely what are you thinking what did you think about that one yeah yeah i think um he looks physically like pretty pretty strong which you need you know for the um, premier league and obviously being a young player uh, plenty of op opportunity and potential so yeah fingers crossed a few new, few more signings as well um we'll be back fighting for for hopefully the league um fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed but yeah i love it thanks so much again trinity for coming on um love the conversation is there anything else i guess from your side you wanted to add before we wrap um if not we'll circle back offline 
Um, I think I would just say anyone that is thinking about the role, maybe something and ahhing about it, just do it. I think you've got nothing to lose. I think there's absolutely nothing to lose in joining the Endotech cohort. Like as much as it prepares you for the SDR role, I think it kind of prepares you for a lot of roles in life. Like I say, it really highlights the kind of transferable skills that you need for the majority of roles out there and helps you kind of really build those up. And I think most importantly, just really believe in yourself. Like whether you think that you're qualified or you're not qualified, put yourself out there because you never know what someone else is thinking and you don't always know what you can offer to these companies. 100%. No, love it. And last one before actually we wrap is you're off to Greece, is it, tomorrow? Yeah, it's off to Cyprus tomorrow, which That's is great. That's unreal. So just for those that are listening, it shows like the flexibility you can have, right? It's your, your company. They're happy for you to work there from Cyprus tomorrow, right? Yeah, so tomorrow, again, my, my role is remote, so I'm able to just fly over there. I think there's only like a two-hour time difference and just work the same as I would here. I've actually got a huge holiday booked for Tanzania in November. I think I'm gone for like 23 days. And again, they're completely fine with that. The time difference is only like two hours. So I can just take my laptop and just go. I think, again, that's a great thing about these remote roles. It's mm. really like you pick up your laptop and you can go anywhere. You're not kind of stuck to the office. And again, I do go into the office. I do enjoy the kind of group environment, but it's very flexible. You're very in control of your own life. And that's something that I really do appreciate. Love it. Awesome. With that, we'll wrap. You've heard it first, guys, um, from Trinity, the benefits of working in tech. So if you're looking to pursue a career, um, look no further. And what space for people to find you? Is it LinkedIn? Yes, everyone, please connect with me on LinkedIn, Trinity Russell. I'm more than happy to kind of answer any questions, give any advice, let you guys know about my kind of experience. It's important that we all help each other. And I think that's another thing that I loved from the EndTech cohort. Like I still speak to a lot of the SDRs that were on that cohort now. We've got a little group chat that we kind of speak in to help each other. So it's like a real community. It's great. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Trinity. We'll circle back offline and yeah, enjoy Greece. Thank you. See ya. Ciao. Bye. Bye.